Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Skin and Soul. I am your host, Taylor Linebaugh, and I am just so stoked to be here with you guys. I welcome you, and I'm so grateful you're here. And um, yeah, we'll just kind of get into things. Today I do, as it is the 20th episode, from the 10th episode we did 10 things I've learned since graduating aesthetic school or something like that. But I thought for the 20th episode... It would be fun to do another thing like that, like 20 things I've learned, you know, so we're going to kind of play off that. But the real main thing of this episode also that I would like to cover is just a big fat update because there has been many changes, (laughs) many changes in my life recently. And I'm really just kind of going with the flow and just living it up. And it's great. And I want to show you guys, not show you, uh, just tell you, I guess, since, you know, this is a podcast after all. But I would love to just kind of explain to you kind of what's going on in my life, give you a little update, and then we'll get into 20 things I have learned and realized, you know, 20 things I've realized, I guess, since being an esthetician, just working in this industry and accepting clients, building my own clientele, um, just all the things. There's just some things I've learned that I just want to share with you and give me some grace because I just kind of randomly on the spot listed out these 20 things. So I'm just kind of going with it. But if some of them are similar or just really random, then that's okay because you guys know me. That's just kind of who I am. So we're going to go with it. But first of all, First things first, as always, let's do a few deep breaths together, just kind of center ourselves. So if you are in a place where you're able to close your eyes for a minute, just take a moment of wellness really is what this is. We're just going to take a few really deep diaphragmatic breaths as always. So I want you to imagine inhaling through your nose and, and whatever it is that you might be needing this moment. Maybe it's a little you know, calmness, maybe it's a little assurance, confidence, um, patience, whatever it may be. I want you to actually imagine and and practice this visualization of, of inhaling that into your body, whatever it is, hold that in. And then when you exhale, just release whatever it is that you are looking to let go of and actually imagine yourself literally letting go of that. Like sometimes in my mind, I'll, I'll actually imagine myself like physically letting go of something. I feel like that practice of visualization along with the breath work is such a beautiful unison and in just really a great way to kind of get in this headspace. So if you're able to take a minute, let's go ahead and close our eyes together and take these three deep, deep breaths. So I'm going to have you exhale to prepare. Inhale, big, big, big. Fill those lungs up with air. Just fill them up as much as you can and hold that in. And go ahead and exhale now. And just release whatever it is you are needing to let go of. Any toxic energy, any stagnant energy, whatever it is, I want you to just exhale that all out and just release it. We're going to do two more just like that. Go ahead and inhale. Inhale a little more if you can. And exhale out. Just release, release, release. All right, last time, go ahead and inhale in. Suspend it. All right, and exhale with me. All right. I liked that. That was good. Okay. So now that we've done our breaths, we're kind of like ready to go. I'm feeling so more less anxious than I was before. Isn't that crazy? Breathing is so good. But 
Anyways, let's go ahead and dive into our weekly favorites, weekly intention. I love just taking this opportunity to share this moment with you guys and kind of see how we're all doing and then set new intentions and whatnot. So first of all, my weekly phase this week, just a few random ones. I'm just going to kind of spit them out at you. Gentle yoga. You guys know this. You guys know I'm obsessed with yoga. Like it's definitely my, if not, it's one of mine, if not my all time favorite form of exercise ever. I just love it so much. And gentle yoga specifically has just been hitting the spot. I think as we're getting into these, you know, hot summery months, um, the hot yoga, which I still love, but I just find myself kind of gravitating more towards these cooler, more gentle classes. That's kind of more about the stretching and these hydrating movements and just kind of getting this lymphatic drainage going and even moving this, the fascia along and, and just really kind of like increasing the mobility of our bodies, I think is super important. And it's just something I've been loving. So if you, you know, are interested in yoga or have questions or like want to try a class out and you're local, please let me know. Cause I would love to go with you. I love it. It's so fun. So let me know. But, um, yeah, I've been loving gentle yoga, just such a good movement style. I'm just obsessed with it. And another thing, and you guys, my weekly favorites are so random. I feel like most people are like, Oh, this product and this piece of clothing and this, da, da, da. but and mine are literally just all over the place. So sorry, but I just, this is, these really were my weekly favorites, you know? So next up kiwi, like the fruit. Yeah, I know. Weird. But honestly, something about kiwi is just hitting the spot. I think it's, as it's just coming back into season, the tartness, but the juiciness, the freshness, and just the fact that I know it's so full of antioxidants. They are just like little powerhouse fruits. Like they have more vitamin C than an orange, just so many good, good antioxidants in there that are really just going to help benefit the skin really in a lot of ways, but also just the whole body in general. And I love that. I love kiwi really going to help with the digestive health. Um, because of those, you know, it, it is a tart it has, it is tart and kind of has those enzymatic, uh, properties those phytonutrients in there that are just really going to help kind of with overall health, but especially with digestion. And they also are low on the glycemic index, which is nice. I really like to have some kiwi fruit in the mornings. Um, and yeah, I'm just loving kiwi. It's just the best. And you can get like the big package at Costco and it's pretty affordable and they're just cute. And I just love them. So if you're not allergic to kiwi, like give it a shot. Or if you like kiwi, I guess, you know, give it a shot because they're so good right now. (laughs) They're so good. All right. And then my last weekly favorite is an actual product. And I am so stoked to finally be able to like talk about this a little bit more. Um, and that is the Tizo ultra zinc sheer SPF. And guys, I've been using this sunscreen since December of last year. And I freaking love it. I love it so much. It's 100% mineral protection, super sheer, doesn't leave a white cast. Um, on my skin, at least, I guess I haven't tested it. I haven't used it in the treatment room or anything. So I haven't tested it on darker skin tones yet, but it claims that it is sheer on, um, all skin tones, which is really, really cool, especially for a mineral SPF. Cause a lot of times that zinc can have that tendency to kind of leave that whitey ashy appearance, especially on those darker Fitzpatrick. So I'm going to play around a little bit more with that, but for my skin, it's, it's wonderful. I don't feel like it's cakey. It leaves just such a wonderful dewy glow to the skin. feels super lightweight. It's definitely my go-to SPF for when I'm going to yoga or going to work out or going on a walk, or I know I'm going to be sweating. If I'm 
going to the pool, something like that. And the formula is so, so beautiful, has other additional antioxidants in there. And the texture is just so nice. I just love that glowy finish that it leaves. And I love it. It's just so good. And I think it's good to kind of have like an option if you're able to, and if you're interested in this, but having, if you are interested in having a tinted SPF, then obviously you have that. But I really do like having the option between having a tinted or a non-tinted because Typically, I do reach for a tinted most days. I don't usually wear face makeup, really, like foundation. I don't usually wear hardly ever, actually. But um, I really do like the tinted sunscreen just to kind of give, like, a little bit of coverage and help to kind of neutralize redness and whatnot. Um, but I really do also enjoy having the choice of having a sheer option for, again, like I said, going to the gym or maybe just, you know, you're just feeling like you don't want the tinted one. I just like having that choice. Um, but yeah, so I love that sunscreen. It's so good. And I'm just stoked about sunscreen because summer's rolling in and the freaking heat is as hot as ever. And it just reminds me the importance of a solid SPF in everybody's regimen. You got to have that. So, all right. And then my last favorite this week is the SD to SD podcast, a fellow podcast that I've been really enjoying. And I believe the two girls that run it are named Taylor and Amanda. So fellow Taylor, how cute is that? But I've just been really enjoying that podcast. I've been kind of just binging it and I just love all of the good educational podcasts out there. And it's just fun to stumble upon a new one. That's really enjoyable to listen to. So if you're on the hunt for another one, I would definitely check them out. Super good. So yeah, that's just kind of my little random list of must-haves for the week. But I always love to share these with you guys and kind of see what your thoughts are when I share them on Instagram too. It's always fun to see what everyone thinks and if you've tried it, what your thoughts are about it, all that good stuff. So it's kind of fun. But that being that, um, also just kind of want to touch on my weekly intention. And again, as always, if it's something that resonates with you, feel free to join in on that or make your own up or just hear me out. Okay. But, um, my intention this week is just kind of to, and again, this is going to be a little different than usual, but I'm really just kind of wanting to just let be what is, you know what I mean? Like, just let it be the classic saying, shout out to the Beatles, but you know, I'm just kind of one of those people that always has a hard time with letting things just be the way they are. Like I always want to like get in and fix them. Or if someone has, you know, a thought about me that's skewed or not correct or not an accurate representation of me, I always want to like, be like, actually blah, 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 blah. Like that's not true. Like I didn't say that or whatever it is, you know, I always want to like get in there and like correct everyone's like opinions and try to like fix the situation and just like shed light on the truth. Basically. Like I always want to do that, but I'm just learning. It's just not worth your energy sometimes. And I'm just learning. It's really just like, good to just kind of let go sometimes. And that's kind of my intention this week is just to be a little bit more present with that and not try to, you know, correct things, just kind of let them be as they are and just move on and not like hold that weight and carry that baggage. So that's just kind of something I'm being a little bit more mindful about this week. And I feel like that's maybe something we could all do if we are kind of prone to sort of being in that same kind of mindset. I think that's something that is, you know, worth talking about. So that's my intention. Okay, guys, I would love to go over the 20 things I've learned since being in the aesthetics industry and just working, taking clients and just kind of that continued education and, and experience really that comes along with being licensed and, and working, you know? So 
We're going to go over 20 little lessons I've learned, 20 little things that I've realized. And I think this could be particularly useful for somebody who might be in school right now. If you're a student, if you're on the hunt for a job, if you are maybe working in an environment that doesn't feel right to you. Like, I feel like this is just good, useful little tips that I've kind of learned along my way. So I'll be sharing all those with you first. And then I thought we could um, do my life update at the end. And it's a, it's a lot. I'll tell you a little bit about why my life's been so crazy lately. And we'll just kind of cover all that at the end. Let's go ahead and start with the 20 things, 20 lessons I have learned um, working in the industry. So first one that came to mind, and again, these are in no particular order. I really just kind of was like, hmm, let's make a list of things I feel like I've learned in the last, you know, six months. And that was that. So just bear with me, but yeah, let's get into it. So first thing, first lesson I've learned since being a working licensed SD is that there are so, 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 so many amazing products and treatments and different lines, different techniques. Like there's so many, and this is really with treating the skin, I guess I should say, because as you know, probably most of you guys know, I am a skin specialist. I specialize in treating the skin. So with that being said, I have just realized how many incredible lines and resources and just kind of really deep diving into ingredients and formulations and things like that. And I have just realized and learned there is so much more out there than just what is trendy or cool or popular or what everyone else is carrying. You know what I mean? Like, of course, I think I just really have learned the lines that I'm like, wow, this is totally worth it. I totally see the value. I want this. Like I want to continue to use this on my own skin, um, things like that. And then lines that I'm like, Hmm, I think a lot of people carry this because it's like, cool. You know, like, I feel like I've just been kind of able to weave through that and just kind of form my own opinion about it. But really the lesson I've learned is just to kind of lose shiny object serum syndrome, I guess really is kind of, I just almost said serum. <laughs> when she's an SD, but not to have that like shiny object syndrome. And what that is, is, I mean, you know, kind of what it sounds like, like, Oh, this is like the big, cool new thing. Like all the other estheticians near me are carrying this. Like I better carry it or I better bring it on or I better offer it. If everyone else likes it, that kind of thing. And just feeling like you need a surplus of things when really you don't like, I'm such a believer in just starting small and, and like humble beginnings and just really kind of like, building. I think building a strong foundation is important. And then growing from there is crucial and key to a long lasting success in whatever endeavor you choose, you know, but I think just not feeling obligated to bring on five lines right at the beginning or to use this product because somebody else is using it or because someone famous is, you know, raving about it. Like, I think just kind of forming your own opinions is something I've really gotten good at the last few months and just kind of realizing how many other amazing lines and things there are out there that maybe, you know, a lot of the popular quote unquote popular estheticians don't carry or maybe don't post about, or maybe it's something different than, you know, what is offered locally to you. Like, I feel like in Utah, it's a very specific kind of like services and products offered. I feel like there's so many estheticians in Utah and it's so amazing and wonderful. And there's lots of demand for these kind of services, which is great. But I think there's a lot of similarity here and not that to say anything bad about that. Like it's, it's wonderful. And I'm all for everyone making their own choices, of course, but I just think 
that's something I've realized is I don't have to be like everybody else. I don't have to carry this line because everybody else carries it. And it's like the coolest and the best, like, no, like you can totally go out on your own and you can do something different. And if anything, that is going to bring, you know, attract more uniqueness to you. And I think that's great. So just putting that out there, man, like there are way more lines than what you realize. Like when I was in school, I was like, okay, Glymed, face reality, skin better, I'm trying to think what else when I was in school that I thought was like really cool. I've always been fascinated by DMK too. DMK. Um, and then just other ones that you hear commonly, like in Utah, like skinceuticals, like other like little weird med spots, ZO, like things like that. Those are like lines that I had heard of. And I thought that those were just like the cool, good lines. Like that, if you want to be like a good esthetician or if you want to like get good results, you have to carry those all of them. And I just don't think that's really true, you know? So just kind of branching out and doing your own research is really important and something I've learned. All right. Moving on to the second lesson learned guys, not all skin. And I don't, I just didn't realize this before, I guess, but not all skin is suitable for dermaplaning. Like, no, not everyone's face is meant to be dermaplaned. And I think that's something that I will try to incorporate into my own practice, like kind of you know, maybe if dermaplaning is included in a facial, I will have a, an equal substitute for it in, in the case that somebody's skin is not ready for it. Because feeling obligated to perform any kind of service or treatment on someone whose skin is not really needing that is just not a good place to be in, you know? Like, ultimately, the goal is to treat the individuality of the skin that you're presented with. And every single person's skin is different. That's really another thing I've learned that kind of ties into this. No skin is the same. Like it's crazy. It's just like everyone's individual, like microbiome is completely, 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 completely different. And I think it's the same with the skin. It's really the same with everything about us, you know? So I'm just kind of realizing that and really specifically with dermaplaning though, I'm like, I feel like, and this is just my personal opinion, but I feel like dermaplaning is offered more than it should be. And what I mean by that is I think there's a lot of people out there who receive dermaplaning treatments and whatnot that really are not benefiting from it. And honestly, it could be potentially causing more harm than good. And I'll just give you some examples. Obviously we know, we learned this in school, but people with active acne, we don't want to dermaplane. Like, okay, yeah, I know that. But I think there's also some other scenarios, people with really sensitized skin even like if they don't have active acne, but they have like, I mean, inflamed acne, if they have like little like textural problems, I've had issues like dermaplaning people, textural issues, you know, even like people with really, really, really delicate lax skin, like my, you know, older clients, um, my more mature clients, like a lot of them, I'm not really sure that they need to be dermaplaned. And of course it just depends on the situation you're presented with, but that's something I learned. Like not all skin is suitable for dermaplaning. It's just not, it's not a great treatment for everybody. And I feel like in school and kind of like what you see on social media, you just think dermaplaning is like a, a must for every single treatment. Like if you're not dermaplaning, like you're not getting anything done and that's just not true. And don't get me wrong. Like I freaking love dermaplaning guys. Like it's one of my favorite things to do. But it's just interesting to note that, yeah, it's not for everybody. And I think customizing the treatment to your client is key. So, yeah, just something else I've learned. And the third one, and this, again, I'm obviously talking a lot about skin and job-related stuff. But this third one is that skincare consultations are literally everything. Like, they are literally everything. And 
I think it's important. Um, everyone obviously has their own philosophy about this, but I personally believe that it is important to have a consultation with every single person if it's the first time you're ever seeing them. And I think that that is crucial because not only are you building a relationship with that person right then and there, you're getting to know them a little bit about their background, but it's also an opportunity for them to really have like a open-hearted discussion. Like if you're able to create this kind of like safe space for someone to like be vulnerable and open up to you, I think that's kind of like really the power of the consultation. So you can just hear them and, and just kind of, you know, have, have show some like empathy towards them when they're describing to you the things about their skin that really bother them. And you guys probably know this. I feel like we all are this way, but there's certain things about our appearance that may potentially really affect us like really, truly. And if it's something like acne, which is obviously something super, super common that we encounter that I feel like definitely affects people's confidence, mental health, their way that they just present themselves in the world in general. But yeah, it's just crazy. And I think just giving that moment for your client to just be vulnerable with you without like, especially if it's somebody's first treatment, I know that we can ask these questions and have this conversation like while we're cleansing and like kind of going through the motions. But I just think for me, I want them to open up to me and I want them to describe to me what it is that they would like to improve upon. And, and obviously we're going to go over lifestyle factors, medications, all that during the consultation. And I also think that that is vital. I think you need to know these things. Like I am really big on that. Right. But, um, yeah, I just think it's a good opportunity to give them some time to really just kind of put it all out there. And then during the treatment, they can just like enjoy themselves without having to like explain to you what they don't like about their skin. You know, I don't know. I'm just worried about that. But I think the power of a consultation is so, so important. And that's something that was actually really stressed to me when I was in school is we always did consultations every single time, every single person, you know, they're all signing a little form and whatnot. And I think that that's really important and just a good way to be on it. And yeah, just don't underestimate the power of a consultation, I guess, is really this lesson that I learned. So all right, moving on. This is another thing I have learned is that there is so much more that goes into healing certain skin conditions, acne, rosacea, you know, chronic dryness, whatever it may be. Um, there's so much more that goes into that healing process than just giving someone a bomb regimen. Like, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but honestly, like home care is so big. It really, 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 really truly is like hundred percent. But even if someone's using the best of the best, perfectly curated for their skin and, you know, they're doing everything right at home, they're, you know, with acne, for example, they've eliminated pore clogging ingredients, potentially that might be flaring their acne in their makeup. They're being, you know, they're changing their sheets and pillowcases using um, acne safe laundry detergent, you know, not using dryer sheets, not using crazy hot water on their skin not picking. I mean, there's so many things that go into this. Icing their skin regularly, doing their face routine twice a day, every day, their skincare, you know, all of that. Even if they're doing that flawlessly, sometimes we can still see a stagnant, like a stagnancy. I'm not even sure if that's a word, but we're going with it, but kind of like a lull in their results. And that's something that I realize a lot of clients that even those that are getting treatments along with it, I believe that lifestyle factors must be addressed, especially with acne. And with that being said, like, to me, you guys know this, I'm so big on nutrition and diet, and I'm kind of in the process of learning more and educating myself more about this. But um, it's vital, like it's vital, like what you are putting into your body is literally fuel. And this 
goes with like food and even just anything that we're consuming, even on social media. Like there's so much that goes into this really, but at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is there's more that goes into healing somebody than just giving them bomb skincare. Like bomb skincare is going to be a perfect, is going to help so much. Like they'll see so many results, but you have to address these internal factors, stress, you know, family relationships have such a big impact. If your client is in a relationship and their relationship sucks, like that's affecting their skin. It is. If they hate their job, it's affecting their skin. Like their sleeping patterns, again, what they're eating, the quality of the water they're drinking, their mineral intake, all of this hormones, like there's so much that goes into it, but I really have realized the importance of the factor that often gets overlooked and that is addressing these internal and environmental and lifestyle factors. It's huge and they must be addressed. And I think educating your clients on these things and, you know, the little things that they can do will take them so far. And ultimately that's like why, at least I think estheticians are estheticians. That's why I'm an esthetician is to like genuinely improve and better somebody's life. Like, I just want to like make the world a better place. Literally. That's like why I'm doing this, you know? So that is just like a small little thing I've learned. And I think that will reflect in my own practice. And it's just something I think is super important. So another thing I just kind of realized, and that's really just about that, like holistic approach, like just approaching it from, you know, treating it as a whole, getting down to that root cause. There's so much that goes into that. So that's something else I've learned. And with that being said, this is lesson number five. More is not always more. It's really not. And with with that, I mean, you know, and I know that really elaborate skincare regimens work for a lot of people. And I actually have like a pretty decently, you know, I mean, I'm not like a three-step kind of girl. I mean, I have like quite the lineup, but I don't like feel the urge to have like 20 steps day and night. If I miss even one, I'm going to die. Like I do switch it up and I do kind of keep it simple, but I do like to cover my bases, of course, you know, but that being said, I just don't think more is more with skincare. Like the more treatments you're receiving, the more products you buy, that doesn't necessarily mean the greater and more effective results you are going to receive. It just doesn't like, I think approaching, especially when it comes to budget too, I feel like so many people are afraid of, you know, reaching out to an esthetician, coming into an esthetician, um, purchasing professional skincare products, getting that guidance because they're afraid it's going to just break the bank. And a lot of times it can. And I've been in scenarios where I've gone to spas for help. Like before I was an esthetician, you know, going to other estheticians really and asking them for help with my skin. And there can be scenarios where it feels like people are just kind of like trying to sell you, you know, like get you to buy more and more, more to spend more money. And so they make more money. And I hate that. I hate it. I don't like it at all. It's not, genuine there's no like connection there there's no like motivation for you I feel like as the client like when I I'm like no I'm not buying all this crap like what's the benefit like why do I need this how is it going to help me like what issue do I like what you know what one of my concerns is being addressed by incorporating this into my regimen and I think a lot of times people are scared to work with estheticians because they're afraid of this kind of like salesy approach and you know, being pushed to use a bunch of products they don't need. And I just really don't like that. I think that you can get very far with even just a very small, simple regimen. And honestly, the key, like we always say, is consistency. So if somebody has never used 
any kind of skincare in their life. Like if they're using just like body wash on their face, maybe they don't even wash their face at all. Or maybe they use just like, you know, Cetaphil wash in the morning, makeup wipe at night. Like someone who just really is not in the habit of using skincare. I'm sorry, but if you're going to send them home with 12 products to use day and night, they're not going to like, I mean, maybe they will, but more than often not, I feel like someone who isn't in that habit, like in that routine of doing it day and night is not going to do a freaking 12 step routine. It doesn't matter like how good the products are. That habit must be formed first. And I feel like it's very easy to do that when you're starting small and starting simple. Like we always say, cleanse, moisturize SPF. That is wonderful. If you can even just do that, your skin is going to enhance so much, especially when we're using products that are formulated for our skin and really addressing these key factors or concerns that we may have. Like that is key. So I am a big believer in starting small and, and a simple regimen can really do so much for you. So don't feel like it's all or nothing. If you're like, you know, I'm, I could spend, I don't know, let's say you have a $50 skincare budget even for products. Like we do virtual consultation and you're like, I just need some help. I, I can really only spend $50 right now. Honestly, we can get you pretty far with $50. Like we can, we can get you a solid cleanser, good moisturizer. Um, or, and this is again, where you can kind of like supplement too. Like we could get you on a good cleanse moisturizer and SPF. I feel like for around $50. Um, and again, maybe you're using something at home that like a face wash at home. Um, then keep it. If you like it, continue to use that. Let's just get you on a moisturizer and sunscreen for now. And then when that cleanser runs out, let's, if you're interested, bump you up to a more results driven and quality formulated product. That's really going to make a bigger difference for you, you know? So I'm just all about that. I'm all about working around people's budgets. Cause I just understand that not everyone can afford a full blown, like big lineup. And I just don't really think that more is necessarily more like it's not all or nothing. There really is every budget is something we can work with. And even if your budget is no budget and you want to do a virtual consult, like I will give you all the little free tips and swaps and advice that I can, even if you're not able to purchase product, like there's so many options and I just don't think it's so like black and white as some, it, it like appears sometimes. And yeah, I just want you to know that more is not always more. I feel like when I was in school, I was like, if I don't have the best of the best and every single, like if I don't have an eye cream, a moisturizer for the day, a moisturizer for the night, retinol, three different kinds of sunscreen, you know, like four different cleansers, which honestly I do, I do have four different cleansers guys. Like I love my cleansers. So, but they all have different uses. Right. But anyways, back to the point, I just felt like so obligated. Like I need to have this big, crazy, elaborate routine, like all these other estheticians I looked up to had and and I'm not saying I don't because I feel like I have like a pretty decent sized regimen, but I'm not, I guess my philosophy with skincare has changed. I, I no longer believe that to get better results, you have to have more products in your routine because that's not necessarily true. It sometimes can be, but not always. So that's my little lesson. All right, moving on. Number six, the sixth lesson I have learned being in this industry and working my little booty off is that networking with other SDs, with other estheticians, whether they're in your area, whether it's through social media, I don't care working or sorry, not working. Well, working too, I guess, but networking with other estheticians is so important. And if you're in school right now, you already have a bunch of future estheticians in your class that you hang out with every day that you've built a relationship with. And that's so amazing. And I just encourage you to continue that networking, reach out to people on Instagram, um, you know, if other estheticians have 
like a little class or a little workbook or podcast even. I mean, hello, you know, like never like listen and, and, and engage and, and try to like kind of collaborate in some ways. Like, you know, and we always say this like community over competition and it can be true in a lot of times. And I really like that about this industry, but other times it can be not that way. And so I think it's just nice to have other like-minded fellow little individuals out there that kind of just understand you, especially as an esthetician. Cause like, there's so much that goes into it that the average person doesn't understand. Like when I try to explain the things that I'm, you know, or was, I guess going through or like, you know, struggle with a client or whatever it might've been, the average person like doesn't get it. Like they just don't. <laughs> so it's kind of nice to have friends in the industry who have your back, who support you and who engage with you. And, you know, if you're in like a little support group, join Facebook groups, I just think networking with like, like-minded individuals, estheticians is so important and so crucial and just building those bonds and strengthening those friendships. It's really just networking and you're building these connections that will serve you um, in the business side of aesthetics as well, which is just great. I just love that. And I think it's just good to be supportive and yeah, I just love, I love that. I love it so much. So network because it's great. And they can be the ones to help you answer questions, to give you advice. And that's so valuable, so valuable, you know? So something else I've learned. All right. Seventh thing I have learned guys ask around for pay averages, ask locally other estheticians, especially if you are somebody on the hunt for a job or you're interviewing for a job and they're telling you they're going to pay you X amount per hour or this percentage commission or a little bit of both, whatever their pay structure is, ask around other places and kind of see what other people are paying. I wish I would have done that. Um, just because, you know, and then, or even just listen to other, like ask other estheticians. I've seen this on podcasts. I've heard this so many times on podcasts, like what is the average pay? Like, what should I, you know, accept as payment? What commission percentage should I like is fair? You know what I mean? Things like that. And I feel like a lot of times the answers that I heard from other people was not what I originally had thought. So it's just like interesting to kind of get a better feel for what the averages are. And that way, you know, especially as a new SD, like when you're graduating, dude, I had never had a job. Like I didn't freaking know like what I was supposed to be getting paid or sh- what was considered low or high or average or what felt fair and things like that. So I think it's just really important to know that because it's so easy to get taken advantage of, especially as somebody who maybe doesn't have a ton of outside experience. Maybe you've only worked somewhere for a short time um, and things like that, but it's still important that you are getting paid respectively and not getting taken advantage of because that's just messed up, man. So just know and ask around about pay and kind of what is fair and negotiate with your employer. Don't be afraid to do that because you are worth it. You are, you, you know, like in Utah, like as a master esthetician, dude, I put in 1200 freaking hours of work and nearly $20,000 into my education. Like you're literally joking me. If you think like, you know what I mean? Like you can't, don't just don't get wrapped up in the whole, like you don't have any experience crap because Yes, of course. Somebody who has like years of experience definitely, definitely is, you know, more evolved and and deserves, I think, to get paid more than someone just fresh out of the gates. But, okay, there's a big but, but that doesn't mean that you deserve to be paid bad, you know? Like, I just feel like that happens a lot. Like, it's hard to get a job. So then we settle for these jobs that we don't 
get paid very well or we don't like or we it's not a field that we necessarily want to pursue like if you can't get a job anywhere you really want to pursue skincare so then you take a job at a waxing center or vice versa maybe you're really wanting to pursue waxing and really specialize in that but the only place that's hiring near you is like a little day spot or something like sometimes you kind of have to just be flexible with that but at the end of the day i don't want you getting taken advantage of because being an esthetician like if you're investing all this time and effort and you know just all this energy into continued education and you're constantly pushing yourself and you were really successful in your schooling and just like pushing pushing and working like you have clinical experience like in school like you at least i like i did in my school like i i took clients for i don't nine nine months straight like every freaking time i was there. i mean you know like at least two days a week we were taking clients like i had a lot of hands-on experience and um that's valuable like even if you weren't getting paid for that experience it is still experience so just don't forget that and don't be undersold and don't let somebody make you feel like you're not worth as much as you know you are because just trust your gut but yeah also just ask around i think it's just good to kind of get an idea of what's typical and what's average. And I think a lot of, you know, I've had a lot of student estheticians ask me questions like this. So I would just recommend that you just ask around and ask locally or ask other estheticians that you like trust and look up to. I think it's important to just kind of, again, just be open and ask. And that's another opportunity to network with someone. So it's great, but make sure you just are not getting screwed over really is basically the gist of it. Okay. Next up. Mm, oh yes number eight here we go eighth lesson i've learned and this kind of ties back into what we were just saying but don't be afraid of questioning things that you see that don't sit well with you whether it's like ethically or like logically you're like this doesn't make any sense like i remember in school this happened to me so many freaking times where you know you'd learn like oh you know, we don't want to over exfoliate the skin that can strip the barrier. This is the first time this happened to me in school. It's really important to not strip the skin barrier. A lot of times overdoing it, especially with acne treatments, we're using all these active acids, active ingredients, and we're not replenishing the moisture barrier and it just causes more damage, blah, blah, blah. Got to be careful with exfoliation. Exfoliation is so important, such a useful tool, but we just don't want to overdo it because it can cause more harm than good. Okay. That was like, the lesson on Tuesday or whatever. And then the next day I literally went in and they're like, okay, today we're doing seven forms of exfoliation, including a peel on each other all at the same time. And I was like, dude, that is not okay. <laughs> like, why are we not practicing what we preach? I can't, I can't do it. And yeah, so that's just like a random example I have, but if you see something wrong or something doesn't feel right to you, whether it's in school, whether it's in the workplace. And I don't care if you are working for the coolest, like the best person ever. Like, it doesn't matter if you see something wrong, don't be afraid to ask questions. And you know, that doesn't necessarily mean you will get the answer you want. <laughs> but if you see something questionable and like, you're like, this is sus, like, you know, let's say something, and I've heard this from other people too, but like, say something you're using at your job is expired and you're like, Hey, I think I should throw this away. Like it's expired. And your boss is like, nah, it's fine. Like I've heard that happening to people do not know. Like you, that is just so messed up. Like at weird little ethical things like that, or something says on it, like do not use with X, Y, Z. And then the protocol is telling you to use it. You're like, what am I supposed to do? Like what I'm trying to say is just don't be afraid to ask those hard questions. Like don't be afraid to approach your superiors, whether you're your teachers, your boss, 
you know, whoever it may be, just don't be afraid to freaking ask those things. Like be confident and ask those things. And same thing goes with finances. Like this goes back into the money thing. Like if you are like, I deserve more than this or like, you know, they told me X, Y, Z, like, why hasn't that happened? Like get in there and freaking ask them, you know, I think that's just important to keep that communication open and just don't be afraid to ask those kind of uncomfortable and hard questions because ultimately that's going to help you grow. And it kind of sets a tone for you. And I feel like you really are kind of like being tested in those moments and you just gotta be, gotta be willing to just do the hard thing and kind of stick up for yourself in some ways, you know? So I feel like that's a valuable lesson I've learned too. Okay, moving on. And this is a sad one. Guys, this made me sad, but it's true. And I think this is something I have learned. And this is okay, but it's kind of sad. Um, But it is that you may not, you probably, well, I'm not gonna say probably, you might not stay as close with your SD besties at school. But that doesn't mean that they are not always going to be there for you. And they're like, not, you know, like they're such a great resource. Like all the girls that were in my class, I loved so, 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 so much. And when we graduated, I was like, dude, there's no way that I'm not going to be hanging out with these girls like every week or at least get together once a month. You know, like I was spending 30, I was literally spending more hours with them than my husband. Like literally, (laughs) like it was like, we were just so close and it was so fun. And school is such a unique and special time. Um, and it can obviously be hard and all that, but I just think that's something I realize is I haven't stayed as close with my esthetician schooly girlies, uh, my little esty besties as I thought I would, but that's not a bad thing and that's okay. It's just, we're all busy. We're all kind of going our own direction and it's just a really cool thing to be able to still have those relationships and still you know, reach out to them and see them and talk to them and ask them questions and get their opinion. And it's just nice to, again, have that resource. And that kind of goes back into building connections with other estheticians and all of that. But I just think that's something I've learned. Like you just might not stay as close with them as you think, but that's not a bad thing again. And this might not be true for everybody. And of course you can still be friends, of course, but everyone's lives just kind of take their own little paths and that's okay. Okay, guys, the 10th thing I have learned, we're about halfway through. We are about halfway through 1099 and W2, not the same, not the same. And please do your research about this, please. Because I didn't really know a whole lot about it. I mean, I knew what an independent contractor was. I knew what an independent contractor was. Okay. Like I know, I know that there's a difference between being like an employee and then just like working for someone. Like there's like a difference, you know, like you can get hired as an independent contractor. And this is something I learned, like when I was in school for graphic design, like I kind of wanted to be like a freelance graphic design artist, which is basically what 1099 is. Like you're getting like hired to do a job for somebody, but no, you don't receive employee rights. You don't receive like tax benefits. So it's a little bit different, but I think it's really important to understand the difference between those two things because this is really common, but a lot of places whether they intentionally do it or not. And I've heard this from other estheticians as well, but they misclassify you. So they might classify you as a W-2 when really you are an independent contractor and you should be like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't really even matter how they classify you. Ultimately it matters like how you're being treated, like, like how you are, like what benefits you're receiving in the workplace. Like for example, a W-2 is an employee, right? So they receive employee benefits they have rights like um i'm trying to think like uh what was it like 
why is it slipping my mind? I can't remember all the details. This was like a month ago. I was like deep diving into W2 1099, but um, something along the lines of like, okay, so, so like taxing, this is like the biggest thing as a W2, your employer is responsible for paying 50%. I believe, please don't quote me on this. This could be wrong again. This is kind of in the back of my mind, but I'm pretty sure I know it's 50% of social security and Medicare, Medicaid, I don't really know, but they're, in, they're responsible as your employer for covering 50% of your taxes. And those taxes are they, you know, contribute that to your taxes. And then you have taxes withheld from your paychecks that you receive every two weeks or whatever it is. Like that's how that works is a W-2 and benefits to that. Again, you receive, oh, it's like, um, not workers comp unemployment. You have unemployment rights as an employee, a W-2 employee, they pay your taxes. But with that, typically you are performing. It's like, you are a very integral part of their business. Like you are working often if it's like your main source of income, if they are requiring you to do certain protocols, certain treatments, use certain things, if they're requiring you to wear a uniform of a certain color, be here at a certain time and a certain day, like that is a W-2. That is like an employee. A 1099 is an independent, that is a keyword, independent, independent contractor. It is somebody that you hire to come and do a job. They are supposed to, according to the IRS, be able to kind of like come and go as they leave. They don't really have set hours. They provide their own materials. Like they do their own thing. It's like their own thing. They're not being guided or influenced or um, like asked of to do certain things. Like whether it be, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example, like a certain facial protocol. Like they should not be able, if you want to do something a certain way, like as an independent contractor, like technically you are supposed to have that leeway because that's like a benefit of being an independent contractor is you're independent, you know? And yes, you're still doing a job for somebody, but they can't, they're not supposed to be able to like force you to do it a certain way. And force is a hard word, but it's not like that with a W-2. Like a W-2, you have rules, you have expectations, but an independent contractor is slightly different than that. So I think just understanding the difference and also with an independent contractor, there is no taxes withheld. Your employer does not contribute anything to your taxes. And because of that, it's kind of like having your own business. Like you are responsible for paying all of your taxes at the end of the year, they don't cover that 50%. None of it's withheld. So you have to withhold it yourself and kind of be smart about that. And that is like the biggest con. So a lot of times they're being misclassified and that is something that happens. And I'm not sure if it's intentional or not, but it is a form of like tax fraud, really, you know, like if your employer is not paying the taxes that they're supposed to be, and they're making you pay it like that's like messed up that's like more money out of your pocket and it's just like a way for them to save money um so i'm not saying there's anything wrong with being 1099 i think it's great but i just want you to be aware and educated on what the details of that actually entail because a lot of times it can get muddled and i think that it just happens a lot so it's just something to be aware of it's just something to be aware of and that's something i have learned is the difference between the two. And it's something I wasn't super educated on before. So it's just good to kind of know your rights and also just like the difference. And like, if you're classified as one, but being treated like the other, like you should say something. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So moving on number 11, feeling obligated to sell certain products or perform certain services things like that, like don't feel that obligation, I guess is what I'm saying. But I think like if there's something that you're working for someplace or 
you know, working for somebody or even in school and they're like really wanting you to push a certain product or encourage this new treatment or whatever it is. If it's not something that like you believe in, like don't push it. Like I am, you know, this is kind of like a hot take, I guess, but I really am just like, no, like if it like goes against, I think I'm just kind of stubborn to be honest, but if it like goes against like your like values or beliefs, like no, do not let anyone make you feel like you need to do something that you don't want to do basically. And I think that's just something that I've learned in life, just getting older. Like a lot of times we feel pressure to do things or, you know, somebody we look up to is doing this. Like, should I be doing it? Or, you know, your boss is asking you to just being taken advantage of and, and then just kind of asking you to do things that you don't really want to do. Like don't feel that obligation to do or push something, especially when it comes to services and products for clients. Like if it's something that you don't feel like is going to make a difference for them, don't freaking sell it to them. Like that's just lame. That is just lame. I think that's a lame. So that is a little next little lesson. All right. Next up, when you are feeling undervalued, if you're feeling taken advantage of, or you're just feeling like unappreciated or whatever it may be, like, listen to that, you know, like your gut knows your gut literally knows. And the more that you are able to pay attention to it and listen to that kind of like intuition, the more you recognize it and the more you listen to it, the stronger it will become and the greater your connection and relationship with it will be. And you'll be able to understand and recognize these little things a little bit more. So just trust your gut really is something I've learned. Like if you're feeling a certain way, like you're probably right. And just don't be afraid to act on that or get advice from others, trusted individual in your life, your parents, your teacher, your friend, like whoever. I just think it's really important to do that. Okay. Sorry. Got a little distracted, but that is just kind of what I have to say about that. You know, just, just trust, trust your gut. And with that being said, my next little lesson I've learned, and I kind of touched on this earlier, but being like a baby SD quote unquote is not an excuse to get paid terribly. And this did not happen to me. So don't get the wrong idea. But all I'm saying is I just think it's as like a new esthetician. I feel like this is so common. I see this all the time. I hear this all the time, but you go to get a job somewhere and they're like, yeah, like we'll pay you $10 an hour. No tips. You're like, "Mm, I literally made more money when I was 17, dude. No, like that's how, like a lot of the jobs I had interviewed for, um, were not doing commission and there's pros and cons to both. Like honestly, commission only is tough. It can be, especially when, yeah, there's just so much that goes into this, but With hourly pay, especially like I know a lot of the med spas, even before I was an esthetician, I would like, I was curious, like I'd go around and ask or, or look at job listings online and kind of see like what people were paying. And a lot, I noticed a lot of the like nice quote unquote, like med spas were paying literally $12 an hour. I'm like, um, no, like I made 20 nannying. Like I'm not going to take an $8 pay decrease all of a sudden, like, especially with all the education you have, like you are educated and that school experience you had is literally clinical experience. Like it is. And I'm not saying that you should graduate and be like, I deserve to be paid, you know, hundred dollars, like $50 an hour or whatever it is. Like don't have like unrealistic expectations, but just don't let anyone take advantage of you. I feel like that happens often in places where there are a lot of spas and kind of a lot of demand and they know getting a job is hard. They know like the industry, like estheticians are very, frequent I feel like there's a lot of estheticians in Utah and that makes the job market tricky and it makes it hard to get a job but that doesn't mean that you should 
accept a really like crappy job, you know, just, just do your research and just know that if you are graduating soon or you just graduated and you're looking for a job, you deserve more than $10 an hour. Okay, next up, 14th lesson I've learned, and this kind of ties into everything I've been saying, and this one is so just kind of small, but the little things truly, 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 truly matter. And like your clients, your clientele is, they are gold. <laughs> they are more than that. They are queens like you need to just treat them like they are literally the freaking royal princess like i'm telling you every little thing these little details matter and i've learned this and i always knew this but working in the industry and just seeing how much people truly appreciate the little things like oh i just i really appreciate all the information you gave me today or really appreciate this little card of you know like or i'll send messages to people after i send them home with like a new routine of how to use it when to use it each step all that like tons of information i'm just really big about that and people are always just so grateful like thank you for taking the time to send this to me that makes me so much like less stressed out about using all these because i wasn't really sure you know just like taking just going the extra mile just really putting in the effort to give them like an insane scalp massage. Like if you just can tell that they're really needing a little TLC, like give it to them, like go the extra mile and really customize the treatment for them. And, and just, just know that the little things really matter and your clients deserve everything. They deserve the best of you. They really do. And yeah, just something I've learned. Those little details really make a big impact on people. And yeah. So if you want to throw a little spice in there, do a little something, something to make them feel extra special, like do it because they all appreciate it, you know? And I've even felt this way as a consumer. Like when I go somewhere for a service, whether it's like a haircut or, you know, get my nails done even, I just really appreciate it when I can tell the person is like really putting a lot of thought and effort into the service. Like it makes me want to tip them more. It makes me feel closer to them. It makes me just like them and want to return more because I'm like, wow, they, I can just tell they care, you know? So that's really the gist of it. Just treat your clients well and just genuinely love and care for them and want the best for them at all times. All right. Let's see. Number 15. And I kind of touched on this earlier too, but this is another lesson I've learned as an esthetician. And that is, it is okay to see a different path for yourself. It's okay to want to create or want to pursue something that maybe isn't super common where you are. Maybe not everyone's doing it, or maybe it's a completely new idea. And you're like, I wonder if people are going to make fun of me for this or hate me for this. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's okay to see a different path for yourself. Like, it's fine. Even if that's different from all of your friends, if all of your friends are like, oh, I just, I want to be an acne specialist or I want to do microneedling. Like I want to do more like the medical stuff. And you're like, dude, like, honestly, I want to be a brow specialist. Like that's what I want. Like do it. Like it's okay to feel like the black sheep basically is what I'm saying. Like get out there, do what you want, follow your intuition and just trust that like inner knowing and just know that it's okay to want something different for yourself. And if you have a different idea and a different take, don't let anyone make you feel stupid for that. Because honestly, these kind of unique ideas and this kind of like innovation in the industry is so needed. And of course there's constant innovation going on with like new products and new technology and new services, new services and things. But how often does the innovation come from within the esthetician themselves? Like how often do we encounter someone who's like truly 
doing something unique and different and that is so authentic to them that you are just sucked into it. You know what I mean? Like I love when I meet people like that. And I've worked with energy workers before who the first time I saw them, I mean, I was just blown away. Like I was like, this is like nothing I have ever experienced. This combination of things. I love this. Like when can I come back? You know? And it's funny because those people are always booked out. They're always very highly sought after, but they're always super like humble and chill about it. And I just love that. Like I strive to be that right. You know, like that's the goal is to kind of bring something new to the table and create something new and just help others. You know, that's like really what it is all about for me at least. So I just think trusting that path. And if you have a vision for yourself, that's unlike what everybody else is doing. Like, don't think you're weird. Don't think you shouldn't do it. Don't think it's going to fail. I say full send it and go after that. Or I mean, think about it for a while, obviously, but don't be afraid to kind of like do the weird thing because the weird thing is often what the world needs the most. And I really believe that. So, okay. Next up, the 16th thing I've learned is that inner confidence is literally everything. And often going through awkward or weird or uncomfortable experiences, whether it's with, you know, management, if you're at working somewhere or an educator or another esthetician or um, family members or something like uh, those awkward encounters, those kind of like uncomfortable things. If we are able to just have that inner confidence and stick up for ourselves and really just be like, no, like this is, this is this, you know what I mean? Like really just kind of put your foot down about things and just trust yourself when you know something that inner confidence will take you so far. And that really helps you to realize like going through these awkward, uncomfortable experiences, once you're done with them, like once you're afterwards that you're like, Oh wow, I really did that. And it like builds this kind of like connection with yourself. And I just feel like you become stronger. And that has happened so many times to me over the past six months, like just uncomfortable, awkward experiences. But then after I'm like, wow, like I learned something from that. I now know you know, it's always learning. It's always growing. There's always evolution occurring, especially when we are able to get out of our comfort zone. That's the best way to grow. So I encourage that. I encourage you to do those things that kind of freak you out a little bit. That kind of might seem a little intimidating, a little scary, like put on your big girl boots and get out there and freaking do them. Because I'm telling you, that is like also an energetic message that you're sending out into the universe that you are ready for more, dude. Like if you are putting this is literally so true. (laughs) It's so true. If you are able to stand up for yourself, if you're able to have that confidence and just be like, you know, if you're able to say no, honestly, to things that you don't want to do, even when it's hard or awkward, like the universe will reward that. The universe rewards courage. It rewards. And also it's like a law of attraction. Like what you put out there is what you're going to receive. Like it's the same, same thing with like karmic relationships between things. Like if you were just like, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. I'm not taking less than this. Like, you know, if it doesn't work out, see ya. Like if you're just like really there, I feel like the universe always rewards that energy because it is uncomfortable and it's so hard, but there's always growth and you know, something good on the other side of doing something difficult that gets us out of our comfort zone. So yeah, that's something else I've learned is, is a good time. But anyways, let's see number 17, 17th lesson. And we have three more after this. So 17th thing I have learned is the biggest tool, the biggest tool that you can learn from the best way to accelerate your learning as far as an esthetician in my opinion, is to get hands-on experience, take clients, perform treatments, like 
shape the brows, wax the leg, like, you know, whatever you're doing, like, you know, do that peel, like practice on yourself, but also like taking clients and and just getting that hands-on experience is so valuable. I always thought like in school, you know, and I'm really grateful for the way things have worked out for me, but I was like, you know, I'm just going to graduate. And I know everybody says like starting your own thing can be scary sometimes right out of school, but I feel like I could do it, blah, blah, blah. But since I graduated, my philosophy, my understanding, my kind of like way I want to approach aesthetics and skin health has evolved in, in like unimaginable ways. Like I could have never foresaw this for myself, but here we are. And I love it. It's so fun. And I think just kind of like, you know, getting that experience when you can. And I'm not saying that going solo right after you graduate is a bad idea. I'm definitely not saying that. I think it depends on the situation. It depends on who you are. It depends on your resources, the services you want to offer. And also just kind of like how much experience you got in school. And also just, there's just so many things that go into it. But all I'm saying is hands-on experience is literally the catalyst to growth and learning. Like it has been for me and I, I guess I'm a hands-on learner. I never really realized that until now, but I am apparently. And I really like to listen and to watch somebody do first because I'm very like detailed oriented and I'm very like observant, but I also like to get my hands into it myself, you know? So I think that that's really important and getting that experience is vital. And I think that it will teach you more than any podcast you could listen to any like you know, webinar you can listen to. All those are great, but really getting your hands on the skin and treating the skin and seeing these different kinds of issues and all these like skin related things that people deal with, it's vital to have that hands-on experience and start learning how to treat that. So just another little thing I've listened or not listened, learned. Also listened to. We're doing all the things. Okay. 18th thing I've learned, guys. We're getting to the end here. The 18th lesson I have learned is It is okay to say no to certain clients, to doing certain treatments on a client. Like just remember that every client you encounter is not automatically entitled to everything you have. They're not entitled to all your services and all your products. Like you can be slightly picky with your, you know, clientele. And I don't think that that is a bad thing. I don't like, I really don't. I think being cautious of who you let in your space and, and, the type of people that you treat, like no offense, but if somebody came in to my treatment room, like just demanding all these things and, you know, or like somebody who like insists that you give them a pretty intense peel when they're using crap at home, like, no, like I'm not doing that. I'm going to literally hurt your skin if I do that. So just being willing to say no to certain treatments for certain clients, like no matter how pushy they are, I know that And it's hard. It's like a fine line because yes, our clients are everything. They provide us everything. They are everything. Right. But, um, with that being said, just don't let them take advantage of you. Cause I've had that experience where someone's like, you know, questioning you or trying to make you feel inferior. Like you don't know what you're talking about and they know better than you. Like, no, I mean, maybe it's possible that that could happen, but if you know, you're not supposed to do something, or if you know, this isn't going to be good for somebody. Or if you can just tell like this client is not going to be a good fit for you, say no, refer them out and that's okay. And just know that not everybody is like automatically entitled to you. You have control over your space and your well being. And I think also, again, I'm all about this like energetic stuff, right? But I think being willing 
and being strong enough to be like, I just not sure if this is going to be a good fit. I'd be happy to refer you to someone else. Here's who I recommend, blah, 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 you know, doing that or things like that again, just sends the, just the vibe, I guess, out into the world, the kind of clients that you do want. And I feel like you will attract those clients based off of just being a little bit more kind of precarious with those that you invite into your space. And I think that the treatment room is such an intimate space. I think that the kind of connections that we build with our clients, and of course it depends on the kind of service you're providing. But for me, it's such an emotional thing. Like, I don't care who you are. Every single one of my clients, like, I want to get to know you. Like I want to I want to be your friend, really. Like, I want to be an advocate for you. I want to be a teacher. I want to be your friend. I want to be a shoulder for you to, like, lean on when you need it. Because doing going through these skin struggles can be really taxing. And I think just having that relationship is so, so important. And just attracting those people into your life who you want. And I think part of that comes with weeding out the not-so-good fits for you. And that's fine, you know? So that's just something else I have learned. All right, number 19, second to last lesson. If you know what you want, freaking go for it, dude. Do not waste time. Your time is precious. And honestly, obviously there's so many factors that go into this, but if you know you want something, like you are thinking about it every day. Like you come home and every freaking day, it's like all you can think about, all you can, like you're just like, envisioning like, Oh, I would do it this way. Or I would, or even if you're working and you're like, Hmm, I really want to do this or I want to do that. Like, if you know, you really want something or you want to pursue something, go for it. Literally send it 10 out of 10, go for it because your gut again knows and just be realistic with this, but don't waste time. Like time is everything. And I think just capitalizing on these kind of emotions, my cute little dog ears, did you hear that? But capitalizing on those like feelings and emotions is so important and just going after it, I think is key. And that will also, again, just kind of set you apart from others. So just go for it. Really. That's my lesson I've really been learning lately. You just got to send it. And that's really what I'm doing right now. So, okay, guys, the last of the last, the last lesson I've learned, number 20. And that is, I'm taking a big stretch right now. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. That is know your worth, know your worth period. Literally know your worth. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't care who you are. Like whether you're working for someone, if you're on your own, like know your worth, like don't. And this kind of goes back to like not accepting every little appointment and every little like freebie knockoff thing. Like if you are solo and you're like, wow, I'm worth more than doing $50 facials. Like if you know that in your heart, then freaking don't do that. You know, like, I just don't think our time is so valuable as estheticians and our knowledge. Like, I feel like I've invested so much time and energy and ever into my education and my knowledge and sharing that with you guys on the podcast. Like, I'm so happy to do that. And it's so fun. Um, but at the end of the day, like my time is valuable. It is. And I just think knowing that and kind of setting the tone for that is important. And if you work for someone that wants you to do you know, I don't know, like, let's say they're running a promotion for you or some, or in general, and they want you to be doing like crazy discounted, like knockoff treatments or just like weird things. Like if they want you to take, you know, one of their clients because it's a cheaper service or something like, no, literally take your own client, dude. I'm not taking your discounted service. Like just know your worth, like, and just be willing to say no. And just understand that you are a baddie, dude. Being an esthetician, I know that there, of course, with every single career path, there's 
the good and the bad, those that care a lot, those who invest everything into that, and then those who are just kind of doing it because they aren't super sure what else to do or whatever it may be. Maybe they're not super passionate. Whatever it is, I just want you to know that you as an esthetician, you are valuable. Your time is valuable. Your education is worth a lot and it's not something that you should just like throw out the window and just do like crappy cheap services just because you're like new like you know a lot and you invested a lot of money into your time and education and i'm all about like empowering others and i am empowering you to know your worth and that is my 20th lesson that i have learned and yeah i hope you guys like these i love you so much and i'm so excited to give you my big fat life update right now okay guys so this will release on Thursday. So it has been six days now, six, I guess, by the time you're hearing this. Yeah. So here's my big life update, guys. I'm jobless. I literally don't have a job. This is the first time since I was 15 years old that I have not had a job. I have always, and honestly, usually I've had two jobs at the same time. Like I have always been somebody who just is very like, just like driven. Like I'm just like ready, you know, like I've always loved to work. I've loved that, like that feeling of just being able to provide for yourself. And with all that being said, like I've always worked so hard. I've always just been working a lot and finally finding something that makes me so happy and truly fulfills me um, is really going to change the game for me, I think, because I love to work. I love to really invest my thing, my time into something that I feel is valuable. And I feel like a lot of the jobs I've had, you know, growing up in and out of like different, you know, F&B and like service and the last job I was at, like just all the jobs I've had, I just really could feel the places where I didn't fit in, where I felt like, you know, I didn't agree with certain things or I just wasn't, it just wasn't it, you know? And I think I just, I'm a little stubborn. She's a Leo queen. We love her, but yeah, I am a little stubborn. And honestly, like, I don't like being micromanaged at all. Like, don't worry about me. I will get it done. Trust me. Like I will be there. I will get it done. I've been doing this for a very long time. I don't like being micromanaged. I'm just weird. I just really like to just go to the beat of my own drum, but I'm like strategic about it. You know, like I'm not like being annoying and like a big brat, but like if someone wants me to do something that I really don't believe in or don't want to do like no offense, but I'm not doing it. I don't care who you are. I literally don't care. Like I'm not doing it, you know? So this is like such a big change for me because I don't have a freaking job. Oh, it's so stressful, but it's actually not stressful. You know why? Because this is the best thing that could happen to me. Me being jobless right now has given me so much time to like nurture this vision and this idea that I have for my own business. And I'm freaking doing it guys. Like the second I found out <laughs> the second this abrupt change came to my life, I was like, bestie, I am starting my own business and I have been manifesting this. I really truly have. And I'm so excited to start kind of sharing more things with you guys because I've literally been manifesting this constantly since even before I started aesthetic school, like it's been like two years in the making almost now. And I have been manifesting the crap out of this to happen. And it's happening. It's happening. And everything is unfolding so beautifully. I have secured the location for my future studio. And I am like sick to my stomach. I'm so freaking excited about it. It's perfect. It's in the perfect location. It's going to, it's brand new being like fully renovated. So it's just going to be such a lovely, clean space for me to just occupy and really just create 
such an incredible, like healing environment for my clients. And I'm so grateful and so beyond excited to have full control over what I do because I know guys, I'm literally telling you the passion in my voice right now. I'm telling you what I have to offer you and like this vision that I have, if I'm able to really cultivate that and really truly bring this to life, it's going to change lives. Like it's going to change lives. And I know this because I've literally like fantasized about it. And what I want to bring to the table, and I shared this on my skin, well, my business vision is technically, but not the podcast, Instagram, inner peace, esthetician, Instagram, but I shared this on there, but I have basically what I want to bring to you is the treatment that I wish so badly existed. It's like a culmination between like energy work and massage, like that kind of like human connection, as well as results driven facial treatments. Like you're going to be leaving looking glassy, glowy, like nourished, radiant queen, but also you're going to feel lighter. You're going to feel like a burden has been lifted off of you. You're going to feel so nurtured and cared for with your time spent with me. Like I promise you that. And I promise you to be literally your bestie. Like I will be your bestie. And I'm so excited. I just can't wait to meet more people and just the clients that I have built already. And those that are following me, I am so immensely grateful to you. And I just, promise to give you the best of me. That's why I'm so excited about this because there's no limitations. I'm not being held back in any way. Nobody's telling me what I can and cannot do. I am doing exactly what is authentic and true to me. And I am going to bring this beautiful, just amazing. Oh my gosh. Did you hear my dog chewing food in the background? I really need to start recording these in a studio. I'm so sorry. But anyways, back to what I was saying, I'm going to bring this beautiful, like healing to corrective skincare that I think the world desperately needs right now. I think we are all in need of some TLC. And I also think that that goes beyond, you know, a jelly mask and a scalp massage. I mean, don't get me wrong. I freaking love that. But dude, I'm telling you, I want to like really make a difference for you. I'm talking about like emotional release. And I also feel like I just am a, just, I don't know. I just have this quality. I don't even know how to explain it, but I just want to just share it with you. Like, I don't even know what it is, but you'll just know when you know, I guess, like once I'm open and and offering these treatments and of course I'll still do, um, you know, treatments that are not super like, you know, comprehensive like this. Like I'll offer more simple treatments. I'll definitely still be treating acne, do kind of like an acne boot camp type of a deal, but I want to put my own spin on it and do it my own way. Um, and yeah, I'll definitely offer, like massage based treatments. Um, I'm so, so excited to learn more about facial massage. I really want to get certified in buccal. This is all part of the plan guys. Like all of this is part of the plan. Um, but yeah, I just want to provide a very comprehensive, very nurturing, loving, but results driven treatment. And I want you to feel like a little baby cherub when you're on my freaking treatment table. Like I want, I'm just going to give you a little rundown. Okay. First of all, this is my vision. I'm just going to share it with you guys because why not? First of all, you walk into my room immediately. It smells insane. And I'm not talking about like artificial fragrance crap. Like, no, none of that crap. I'm talking about like the most high quality, yummy smelling essential oils are being diffused into the air. Okay. And I'm so, I love essential oils. I know some people, if you aren't super familiar with them, like if you're listening to this and you just 
you know, tried like a little crappy, like lavender or eucalyptus or something from like TJ Maxx, like you don't understand yet. Like, let me, I will introduce you to the power of true aromatherapy. I love it though. So first things first, you walk in, smells insane. That has got to happen. Okay. Second, the lighting, it's just going to be such a vibe. I don't even know exactly what I want to do. All I know is I'm going to put my heart and soul into it. And I know it's going to be a vibe. It's just going to be a vibe. You're going to walk in and be like, I'm literally so happy I'm here right now. There's no other place like this that I've ever been to. Like, I want people to say that. Like, it's going to be completely different and new. And then I want, this is really big to me. I'm very big about comfort, right? Like, I want you to lay down in my treatment bed and be like, this is literally more comfortable than my bed at home. Like, I would like to spend the night here, if that's okay. Slipping into this luxurious little, like, cloud of happiness. Like, I just want it to just be so comfortable, luxurious. I want the sheets to be nice and crisp and smooth and kind of chilly when you get in them. But the bed is just so cushy and you just have support in all the right places. It smells insane. The lighting is dim. I'm all about, like eliminating fight or flight from my treatments as much as possible. And I think this is also where my like holistic perspective comes into play, but like you can't experience true healing. If you are in a fight or flight state, like if you are experiencing any kind of like stress, you are not healing. Like you aren't, your body is too busy worrying about mediating the stress going on in your body and kind of like solving that. You can't like really unwind or relax or heal if that's happening, which is why I'm really going to focus on that. Also, guys, I am creating a bomb playlist, like so freaking good. It's everything to me. And I've always loved music. And I've always kind of had like a little bit of not different taste in music. I like a little bit of everything, but this playlist that I'm curating is literally gold. It's so good. It's just, everything is just making sense. It's all just coming together so beautifully. I'm so freaking excited. I literally can't even see straight. Like I literally just don't even know left from right at this point. Cause I'm so stoked and it's just finally happening. Like I can't wait to share more with you. I have so many like cheesy videos of myself over the last two years being like, listen, I'm going to open my own business. I am going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to, you know, like be valedictorian at school. I'm going to make a list. I'm going to be the class speaker. I'm going to, you know, I really wanted to go solo really, really bad. That didn't end up working out. I was like, okay, I'm going to get the, the best job I can. I'm going to build an amazing clientele at that job. And all of those things have happened. Like, it's crazy. I'm just like constantly pushing and constantly, you know, just, just getting rid of any negative thoughts in my head. Like I am like, girl, bye. And you guys should listen if you haven't already to my podcast on mindset. I'm trying to remember the title of it, but I talk a lot of it, a lot about this, like just like facing the scary thing and just being like, you know what? No, like I'm not, no, no. And just kind of like controlling that mindset and my perspective and just constantly just trying my best and just pushing, pushing, and it's just finally paying off. And it's literally so freaking amazing. And I just found my podcast. It's called how to overcome fear and get out of your own way. And yeah, that podcast, when I made that, I kind of really took my own advice too. I was like, I'm going to, I need to start like implementing this more. And I already kind of was, but I really like took a next turn once I shared that with you guys. And I feel like that's kind of part of my like calling and purpose to do the podcast. Of course, I want to share with others as much as possible. It's all about education and connection for me, but I'm also not for this to sound selfish, but I'm doing this for me. Like this is a learning experience for me. It's, it's an opportunity for me to really express myself. And I feel like a lot of times I didn't really ever know this about myself, but I like, I find a lot of 
just clarity in speaking. Like when I start talking, I'm like, I didn't even know I felt that way. Or I didn't even know I even could use that word in that sentence. Like sometimes I just say things and like, I literally didn't even know I was capable of saying that. Like what? But yeah, it's just good for me too. Cause it brings a lot of clarity to my life and inspires me. So, and also you guys inspire me like with our little chit chats back and forth and all of this is just so fun and so rewarding. And yeah, I'm just so stoked so much more to come. And that was like such a brief little synopsis, but basically the gist of it is I don't got a job. <laughs> I don't have a job, but it's fine. Um, a little panicking because you know, it's been eight years since I haven't had a job more than that actually, but it's fine. We're all doing well. She is jobless. She's a queen, but I needed this time. It's literally perfect because the room I'm renting out the room that I leased the space, the studio, I don't like room. It doesn't like encapsulate quite what my vision is for it. It's going to be like a healing sanctuary. Okay. But that space will not be ready for me until the end of June. So I have about a month, but I think I need about a month anyways to solidify a lot of things that I need to solidify. And the timing is just perfect. Like it's just crazy how everything's working out. There is the IECSC, which is the um, like big conference, the aesthetic spa conference thing going on in Vegas, the end of June. I wasn't going to go because I just, you know, I went last year when I was in school. And also if you're listening to this and you're a student, I would actually recommend going to that. If you're a student, it's so fun. You can learn so much, so much free education. You can get free samples. It's just fun to go to. So if you're able to go, I would recommend it, but I wasn't going to go this year just because financially I was like, it just doesn't really make sense for me to like go out to Vegas when I'm working for somebody else. Like I'm not going to be able to buy anything, you know, and the education would be great, but I just was kind of like, uh, I don't know. I was kind of just feeling a little unmotivated and kind of like stagnant a little bit. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go. But then now, Bestie, I'm going. Like, I'm going. And it's perfect timing because it's going to be right before my business opens. So I'll be able to just take a ton of educational classes. I'm so excited. I was looking at the schedule for those. So, so excited to just learn a bunch and just immerse myself in that. And also, pretty much every single line that I'm interested in working with, whether it's back bar, whether it's a machine, whether it is some kind of device or retail that I want to offer pretty much every single person or person, every single company that I want to work with is going to be at this conference. And I'm like, dude, sick. Like why are the stars so aligned? Like it's crazy. It's literally insane. So I'm going to go to that too, which I'm super stoked about, but not having a job right now is kind of nice because I have so much time right now. Like I, all I'm doing is perfecting my business like every detail of it and it's fun because this whole time I've always wanted to do this like when I was in school I literally have a full-blown excel spreadsheet literally I'm looking at it I can see the tab it's still saved at my like google thing but of every single thing that I need for the treatment room from disposables from like little sponges to four by fours to towel warmer to sheets I like to the bed I want to a rug I like to lighting like literally everything except for maybe a couple like decorative things on this spreadsheet all with links like ready to go anytime like I literally have a list in my phone called just say the word (laughs) just say the word that's literally the title of it and it's just a bunch of stuff that I need to get for my treatment room like little knick-knacky ideas and just little like comfort things that I have and just random like little details, just my little like Tay twist on it, you know, but literally say the word is like the title of it. Like I've been dreaming about this moment and I'm so ecstatic. I can't wait to show you 
the best of me. Like I keep saying that, but I really feel like it's going to be the genuine best of me and clients that I have already. I love you. I'm so excited to continue to work with you. And, um, yeah, I think you're really going to see a new side of me. And I'm so excited to just hone in on my little like hippie holistic side because it's freaking who I am, dude. I'm like so happy right now just because I feel like this season of my life is all about just embracing who I am. And I feel like the last year and a half, two years, even more than that, the last like three years of my life really has been all about figuring out who I am. Like I really just wasn't entirely sure before. And just being in this place where I'm learning so much more and just following my gut and trusting my instincts and connecting with that intuition more, I'm just discovering like really who I am and what I want and where I see myself and and all of that. And it's so amazing. And I'm just so excited to show that to you. I'm so freaking excited. I just am so stoked. But that being said, that's my update. A jobless business freaking planning queen right now. But if you guys have any thoughts, ideas, things you'd like to see or a treatment for me, you'd like to, or a treatment that you would like to receive from me. Like if you're like, Oh, I really want, you know, I'd be really interested if you do some work with like crystals during my facial, which by the way, will be an option. Um, all of that kind of stuff, like little things like that. If you have any ideas, like I would love the inspiration. I love collaborating with others and kind of getting your ideas. So please feel free to share those with me. But yeah, now that I've literally talked your ear off, that's my freaking update, you know, and um, I'm just very pleased and very happy with how things are. And again, with my weekly intention being what it is, like sometimes you got to just let things be how they are. And this is again, like if somebody thinks something about you or if somebody has the wrong idea or someone put words in your mouth, if someone just totally doesn't know you at your core, it's really just like not your job to like get them to see that because ultimately not everyone deserves your grace and like not everybody deserves my freaking presence and energy in their life. You know what I mean? Like they just don't, it's the same thing with clients. Like people are not just entitled to you. Like they're not. And so I think that's really important to just realize, just know your worth and just know, I love you. No big things are coming and I'm so excited and I'm so thankful to you for listening in. I really hope you guys learned something from my little 20, 20 lessons learned being in the industry. Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts and I love you so much. Have the best week. And I'm so excited to talk to you more and I love you. Bye.